How are we doing, Chris? Everything looks good. Sounds Great. good. You yep. remembered how to do this. Yeah, it's just like riding a bike. <laughs> it's exactly like that. Yes. Great. You just kind of close your eyes and... No. <laughs> I, I'm glad that I can't fall off of this. Okay, that's not how I ride a bike. Uh, maybe you were taught differently. Than close your eyes. <laughs> just close your eyes and go. <laughs> I think he meant... You can muscle always me- remember. Muscle it's memory. Like muscle you don't, memory. You don't forget yeah. how to you do don't it. Forget yeah. how to do it. Like breathing. <laughs> it's just like breathing. Uh, <laughs> maybe not that easy. <laughs> okay. Not quite that automatic. Okay. So maybe for, uh, oh gosh, what's her name from Twilight, who's always has to remember to breathe. Oh, jeez. <laughs> that was one of the things in that book that I'm like, you, you had to remember to breathe? Yeah. Like. That's you know, you don't really weird. think about it, right? You just do it. <laughs> but okay. major issues here. Yep. yep. Your body kind and of you had other issues. She too. had a lot of issues. This was like the least one. I'm like, at least you're remembering to breathe. Mm-hmm. But I'm also like, wow. Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. Okay. Start, Chris. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the long overdue podcasts triumphant return the long overdue return <laughs> right the long overdue return of the long overdue podcast a production of the decatur public library yes we are still here we are <laughs> we are and we are here to talk about that today uh what we've been how we've been coping how we've been dealing what we've been accomplishing because we have accomplished some things mm-hmm. um so Denise, you look dubious. I'm like, have I accomplished something? <laughs> I'd say yes. Yeah, I would say yes. Yeah. Um, you've got, you've had some great programming. Yes, during our going on. yeah, during our closure and our partial closure, and and now into yeah. the, into our uh, expanded reopening procedures, which we've been doing for two weeks now. At this at this recording. Yeah. About two weeks. Yep. Yeah. So we're here to talk about what it's been like and just in general, as far as work goes and I guess our home, what we've been doing at home and everything too, to deal with yeah. stuff. Which is really funny. A little bit ago, we were just chatting all over this and now all of a sudden everybody's quiet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Y'all, y'all are the ones that wanted to, to have this idea. Where, where's the, okay, come on, let, let's have where's it. Where, where, where's it at? Where, so I think, yeah. it's, I think it's reasonable to talk about some of the things we've done just to kind of deal with, holy cow, there's a pandemic. What do we do next? So I, I think one of the things about the staff here at the library is that we've all been really flexible about changing procedures, changing protocols. When we get new guidelines about what to do, mm-hmm. we're ready to do them, even if we're not sure why we're doing them <laughs> sometimes. Well, and I think a lot of that is because the underlining thing is that we care. We care about yes. each other. We care about the community. Mm-hmm. And so if you're like, you're going to have to clean the same spot 12 times from now till closing or whatever then okay (laughs) if it means that someone doesn't get sick 
Then well, then I think we've done it. <laughs> yeah, we've done a lot of things to to prevent that too. Like initially, when we were shut down, we weren't we weren't open, mm-hmm. but we were still here. But we were in teams. Right. So we would alternate days mm-hmm. that we were here, so we were still getting some things done, um, but we weren't around as many people. Mm-hmm. Um, and now that we're open, we're cleaning all the time. Well, and we were cleaning all the time when it was just us here, too. Yes, that's true. It, right. we were. Again, we care about each other. It's just that we weren't going quite so many places when only half of us were right. here. We right. weren't covering as much ground then. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we um, we did the Teams thing for about two months um, just so that if somebody got exposed to COVID, we would still have some people here making sure that things were still happening. We were still, um, through most of that time, we were filling holds for people. Mm-hmm. Um, they could call or, or do that online and, and request it and then come pick up during during our hours that we had available. But really, we wanted to just make sure that we were giving people the space that they needed so that that they could do their work and not feel like they were crowded up next to Mm -hmm. somebody else. Mm -hmm. And we had the huge task of turning our usual summer program into a virtual thing. Yes. Which was very different for us. No kidding. Summer is usually our busy, busy, busiest Mm -hmm. time with at least one day a week, several hundred people in the building mm-hmm. on on our big program day. And thank goodness for Beanstack. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Beanstack was very helpful. And I'm so glad that we were able to implement it earlier in the year mm-hmm. so that um, we were able to use it. And you want to remind everybody what Beanstack is if oh, they haven't yeah. used it. That's a good point. So Beanstack is our... Um, reading challenge software basically so you need to go onto our website and you would click on the link and um, go ahead and register you can register yourself your kids and um, then if there's any challenges available you can select those challenges for your age and then start reading and then you just track your reading on that it keeps it and then we can see that and it's all so much easier mm-hmm Mm-hmm. So if you haven't done that, we don't have any challenges right this minute, but you can go in and, and get registered. We'll and be having one in the winter, right? Right. Which should start yeah. December? Yeah? Well, definitely January. Okay. I'm not sure if we're going to start Maybe it December, December this year. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Okay. Yeah. All right. So uh, the one where Beanstack has their challenge mm-hmm. uh, that we could potentially win money for. What? It, right? If we get a bunch of reading done, uh, starts January 1st and goes through the 31st. Oh, okay. So that's cool. That's the big one. So. All right. Well, yeah. So the flexibility as far as, oh my goodness, nobody can come to the library in person. So what do we do? Thank mm-hmm. goodness we already had Beanstack in place. Mm hmm. We were going to be using it for registration and tracking of, of uh, reading anyway. Yeah. So that was just an easy, easy switch to mm-hmm. make it all virtual. And, I mean, it, we, we canceled a lot of our, um, well, all of our in-person programming. Mm-hmm. We couldn't have anybody. But we were able to uh, do craft kits on right. 
the normal program day, and those were a big hit. Mm -hmm. So we were giving out at least 100 of those a week. Mm -hmm. And um, we did a few programs online. Mm -hmm. Not as successful. Definitely not as successful as our in-person. Right. (laughs) I think that was because everybody and their grandmother was doing online programs. I mean, I could have sat down and watched whatever the New York Public Library was doing yes, and watch their programs or their author talks or whatever. And so you have this huge availability mm-hmm. that even though we would have loved to have had them come see us, right. like, you can kind of understand if they're like, oh, well, the New York Public Library is talking to Stephen King at the same time, so I'm going to go see that. <laughs> well, and, and I think there were also, after school shut down in the spring, there were so many museums and other groups mm-hmm. that put out virtual programming, live or not. And then was there were just so many places mm-hmm. to go. Oh yeah, to, you could tour the Louvre. In, yeah, in yeah, Paris. Just so, and you know, when we talked about doing virtual story time, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm sure the kids love you, but if I can see Captain America reading me a bedtime story <laughs> i'm sorry don i'm gonna go watch captain america what? read me a bedtime story <laughs> okay we can stop talking about him now all right so so yeah summer reading was i think pretty successful based on mm-hmm. you know the things that we we had done mm-hmm. and uh, we've definitely learned some things about all of our programming about what's successful and right right um and all you adults out there, we realize you want to do stuff at home. So mm-hmm. we are able to bring you virtual programs. Mm-hmm. And and it, it's looking like those may stay. Even when we're able to have programs back in person, mm-hmm. we'll keep some of those virtual things because those seem to be what, what you want. Yeah. So. Which I think is great. Yeah. I have found from my experience doing virtual programming, even outside the library at home, it's so nice logistically mm-hmm. to yeah. just be able to to be like, well, I'm going to do this this event or host this game right. or this program, and I don't have to worry about what the house looks like, and I don't have to worry about you know making sure everybody gets fed, and you know, not that I I don't like to do that, but also sometimes it's it's nice to just have one thing right to mm-hmm. worry about just getting Focus it on your program. getting it started and making sure everybody. Well, and I'm the kind of person that once I'm home, I'm home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My car is parked. My shoes are off. I'm not leaving. Yeah. So the like going home, getting dinner, and then having to go out somewhere else, like in the middle of the week, that's right. not going to happen. <laughs> well, and especially if you have uh, kids at home, I mean, you, you need to feed them and then you have to have somebody to watch them most of the time if you're going to come up here to do a program. That's mm-hmm. right. And that's difficult sometimes and they've yeah. got homework and yeah, so and yeah can, being able to stay home and when, even when you don't have kids it's just like i'm home yeah and now i gotta mm-hmm. like no matter what it is like oh man that sounds really cool but i'm home mm-hmm. right <laughs> <laughs> and i'm tired and i just want to sit here mm-hmm. yep i hear you mm-hmm. it's not a replacement for but it definitely is nice to have right yeah and, I, and yeah I think we'll we'll definitely do some in-person things yeah. when we can, but I don't think we're going well, to just get rid of all of our We're all natural things. introverts as yeah. well. So 
after a while, it's like, oh, I guess I should have, like, contact with an actual human being. Well, and I think <laughs> that, uh, listeners, we do take your um, suggestions and actions, actually, speak louder <laughs> than words. So, you know, be sure to tell us what you want, but... Mm-hmm. I think they've spoken with their actions a lot that they want to do it at home. (laughs) (laughs) At least right now. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's twofold because there's been the what are we able to do to provide those services and it's also what are are people still are are okay with doing and some people are still, you know, okay with just staying home. They they still don't want to go out more than they have to Mm -hmm. other than just necessities and Mm -hmm. Stuff. So we can continue to provide that service for them. Oh, yeah. So if you haven't heard, which if you're a listener, you probably know this, but you can put your um, books on hold through our NTLC app, and then we'll call you when they're ready. We'll pull all those books, and then you just come up, walk up to the front door, and we'll hand them to you. Mm-hmm. And if you don't want to walk up to the front door, you can drive up, you can call us and tell us you're here. And we'll bring them out to you. Oh, my gosh. What kind of service is that? <laughs> That's amazing. Customer service. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of a thing. And and that, even though we're open, we will still do that. Yes. So. And yeah. we're open limited hours, too, right now. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Not back to normal. Part of that yet. is just so that we can uh, get everything done keep everything clean make sure that we're screening everybody who comes in um both to make sure that we're not letting in people who are sick and also so that if something were to happen where somebody is sick in in the library then we can get in touch with those people and let them know that there's a potential for something yeah and that also allows us to do the podcast again because we have some time so lots of time to plan and do programs, virtual programs as well. Mm-hmm. Virtual story time, which is really cool, mm-hmm. I think. I think it's better yes. in some ways than regular story time. We kind of have a letter theme of the week, but we, we've been doing several letters mm-hmm. a week. And then we provide books that are on that, and you can come and pick those up they'll be checked out to you uh, but you can keep them for the three weeks and then there's crafts in there for you and your child to do so it's pretty cool yeah so i'm excited about that we may still do a virtual one Mm -hmm. later but i know that that moms and the kiddos really like to come so um and i miss all of the kiddos i mean they're (laughs) They're forgetting who I am. <laughs> I had to take my mask down the other day before somebody recognized me. <laughs> so, uh, during while we were closed, one of the moms came and told me that she would come and pick up books. And every time they came to the library, uh, her child would just cry and cry because he wanted to come into the library. I love that. That's so sad, though. <laughs> I heard a noise. I did too. I gotcha. Is that our neighborhood? <laughs> our in-house ghost? Oh. Yeah, because it sounds like a door. <laughs> I know. It sounded like somebody was coming in, right? It was probably the Dropbox. Probably was. Uh, all right, sure. <laughs> <laughs> so 
also speaking of successful virtual programs, I think our um, I think our Julie Heberlin mm-hmm. event was was a big hit, and I I did tune in for that. It looked like we had a pretty big audience. Yeah, on, all over. Yeah, from we all over. Really, as many yes. people I think as we would have here in the building, if not um, more. I think so. It it was pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, we usually do have a good turnout. Um, Whenever she she comes, she's a mm-hmm. neat, a very neat speaker. It's awesome that she comes and does that every mm-hmm. time that we she has a new book released. She was always a big hit, and it's it's great. We we're still able to to provide that, even under the current circumstances. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's fascinating. Um, I guess I'd heard her speak one time when she was here, mm-hmm. and she talked about how she knew the forensic people down in Fort Worth. That she would talk with them about some of the things for her book and. Mm-hmm. She needs to introduce us to them. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> For our Dewey podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wonder if we could get her to be a guest on, on Dewey Like Murder, since she <laughs> knows, knows a lot about all that stuff. Oh. All that stuff. Even if we have to just, you know, bring her in virtually. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Just saying. All right, Julie, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody knows Julie out there. Right, other than us. <laughs> Tell her that we're <laughs> talking about her. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's been it's been a journey through through all of this. And I know it has for all of our listeners too, but Yeah, it really has. And we've been very fortunate that no one here at the library um, has have we even have to be tested? I don't know if we've had one or two who had to be tested because of, ex- of possible exposure, but no not, one has not had that I'm aware of. Mm, yeah, yeah, we've had a yeah. quarantine a couple of people. Yeah, we yeah. Have really possible had. exposure, but I don't think they. Yeah, I don't think they could get a test. Right. 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 So even though you they know, probably should have been tested, we've been hanging in there. Doing what we're supposed to do so that we don't get this. Mm-hmm. Um, Which has been something really interesting uh, about the city is a lot of people have been coming up here to mm-hmm. do their shopping so that they're not going into other bigger in cities. Fort Worth or Denton mm-hmm. or Dallas, yeah. wherever. Yeah. yeah. So not only is the housing coming up this way, a lot of people are starting to just come, come and visit Decatur. Yeah. Well, shopping locally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and that's one of the reasons that, um, at least up to this point, our sales taxes had been in really good shape. Our sales tax reports throughout the pandemic have had been in really good shape mm-hmm. because it seems like people are staying home. I think that may be changing just a little bit. This last report was not as good, but... Shop locally. It makes a difference in our <laughs> local services that we're able to provide for you, not just the library, but all city and county services. It makes a difference if you shop locally. It does. And, it really and does. Uh, with all the services, with being able to order everything online and then just go pick up mm-hmm. and then bring it to your car or you can get it mailed to your house. Isn't right. that what y'all do, somebody? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can um, do that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's so many of, services out there that you can yeah. use. So I think that's something that a lot of people are going to continue to do mm-hmm. after the pandemic. I think so, too. It's like you probably save a lot of money because you're not in there doing the... Impulse uh, buying? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
which I do. Impulse. It's hard not to. Well, yeah. You know, it it is a very different kind of experience, though, shopping online yeah. than it is going to the mm-hmm. grocery store. Because I'm one of those people that I always go to the store with a list, uh-huh. but I always buy a bunch of things that aren't on my list. Yes, because you know you need them right. every week. I look at yep. that, oh, yeah, I need those, and oh, I'm going to make this, so I need some of that, and I need some of that. Oh, yeah, I forgot that. But you do your ordering online, psh, you yeah. get what you put in that order, and that's <laughs> all you get. So. Well, and sometimes you don't get that because it's out of well, stock. Or, or, yeah, That's true. Because though things seem like it's getting back to normal, there's still a lot of things you can't get at the store. And there's still a lot of, like, today they've got this. Yeah. Once it's out, it's out. Yeah. Check back tomorrow. Well, and it's I, what I've been seeing is a lot less of you can't get anything like this. Mm-hmm. It's you can't get that brand, but we've got some other choice today. It may be the more expensive. It may be the organic rather than the regular. It may, you know, mm-hmm. it may not be the brand you usually choose, but you can probably get what you some want. Some kind of substitute for yeah. the most part, depending on like for fresh produce has been an odd thing. Because it's you can get like in bulk, mm-hmm. like your your bag of apples rather than choose three apples. And I don't know whether that's the shipping company mm-hmm. that doesn't want their people picking your produce, you know, or mm-hmm. or if it's just harder. I I don't know what the difference is, but I've been able to do that with apples and onions and something else lately, where I can't order three apples, but I can order a five-pound bag of apples. Hmm. I can't order one onion, but I can order the two-pound bag of onions. Because I heard something that somebody ordered one banana the other day. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Isn't that weird? And actually, it's really funny because I usually order like three or five bananas because otherwise I've got rotten bananas, Uh you know, before I get through them. And... Because it's the way they have it yeah, set up. It's exactly. not. It's like by banana, not by a bunch. Right. Yeah. So you put I in did have one, one of my shoppers yeah. text me and say, "Do you want three individual bananas or three bunches of bananas?" Just to clarify. Uh huh. Well, that's perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's that customer service. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which has been a little difficult because I'm like. How many bananas do I need? Right. Yeah. Well, it depends on if you want yeah. banana bread. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm like, how many? Like, <laughs> I've got a bunch at my house right now. I need to peel and throw in the freezer. <laughs> so. And I think part of that, too, is, you know, people touching everything mm-hmm. and uh, trying to be clean. And if people are doing right. that, it's not maybe as safe. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I know there's there's those kinds of issues, and so maybe that's part of why. And, I, of course, cleaning supplies mm-hmm. have been difficult to get, depending on what you want. Yeah, alcohol and bleach. Mm-hmm. Certain kinds of, of cleaning products, too. Yeah. If, mm-hmm. if you, so here's a funny thing. If you want antibacterial, yeah. you have trouble finding that. Even though this is a virus, uh-huh. people... I just feel better knowing it's an antibacterial soap, you know, even though 
my daughter gave me a lecture about the science of viruses versus bacteria. <laughs> and I said, look, I've been using the antibacterial hand soap since I was eight years old. So don't try to tell me I don't need antibacterial hand soap. That's what I've been using for all this time. It's not about coronavirus. It's about that's what I use. Uh-huh. But, no, she still gave me the lecture about <laughs> the difference. Anyway. We have a nice video up on our YouTube of showing you how to make your own disinfectant. So yes. check that out. Which is why we needed some of those supplies. Right. The alcohol. The right? white vinegar, distilled water. Mm, yeah. Essential oils. If you don't have essential oils, the vinegar and the distilled water, like, still. It works. It, it works. just doesn't it's, smell. It just doesn't smell as good. good. Gotcha. <laughs> the essential oils are really just there to cover up the vinegar. Yes. <laughs> and some of them are, like, antiviral. Yeah. Um, but. You got, you got to believe in the essential oil thing. <laughs> I'm just going to say. Yeah. I'm like, I'm just going to make some of this up and see what happens. It's like, oh, that smells nice. <laughs> so has anybody been doing anything special like anti-stress or anybody been exercising or kind of trying to eat certain things or... Do certain things that you really enjoy or that you, to help you relax or anything like that? Uh, no. I mean, <laughs> no. I think, you know, at the beginning I was walking, but that's because we were doing the walk across Texas. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, being at home a lot because right. I was quarantined for a little while. Right. Kind of got me in that. But, no. I, and people are talking about the, like, the quarantine pounds. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or the uh, COVID pounds or whatever mm -hmm. they're talking about. And I I haven't been doing that. I haven't been just eating and munching and, and that kind of stuff. Mm. Have any of y'all done that? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I feel like I should. We just <laughs> <laughs> like, now's the time to gain some weight. Yeah. We just ate whatever we wanted for a long time because we were just ha glad to have groceries. Yeah. So yeah. we were just like, this is great. Yeah. I'm just going to eat, eat well, this I know and enjoy it. Back those first two or three months, I was doing a lot of cooking at home because oh. I was at home working mm -hmm. part of the time. Uh -huh. And what I realized was the food I know how to cook is not healthy food. Oh, yeah. It's, mm -hmm. you know, casseroles and, you know, just that kind of I like to bake. Uh-huh. So there were a lot of cakes and cookies and things like that getting made. And when you have a husband who doesn't eat sweets and kids who don't live in your house, guess who eats all those? Oh. It's me. So. I, I, now, see, I kind of did that the other day. So I made a cake. Mm -hmm. And my son comes home and said, why are you making a cake? What's the occasion? <laughs> like, I wanted a cake. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted it. It's Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but it was a really good cake. <laughs> well, we have friends who, who come to visit. There's three people who come to our house like once a week. And uh -huh. we watch TV or movies or we watch football or we play games or something like that. We, sw we were swimming when it was hot enough to do that. It's not hot enough to do that for me anymore. Anyway, um, but these people always expect me to have dessert. 
because that's what I do. Mm-hmm. But then whatever gets left, I end up eating it all. So I've been trying to make sure that it's something they like, particularly so that they will take some home with them. Ah. Because if they don't, like I said, yeah. I end up eating all the rest of it. However many cookies are left or brownies or pie or whatever it is, it's, it's me. So I've been trying to do a little bit, a little bit better. Yeah. I think I did a lot of poetry workshops from all over mm. the place. Mm-hmm. Um, I did a couple of um, museum workshops from the Whitney Museum, okay. which was really cool. Um, that was pretty much what I did. I did a lot of reading. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Might I didn't really change all that much. Yeah. I think mine did because of the cooking at home. Mm-hmm. Um. I was eating out a lot. Yeah. And not just for lunch, but in the evenings, mm-hmm. too, we would eat out. And, yeah, we just stopped. Yeah. yeah. Um, just immediately. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like Chris, it's like whatever you can get mm-hmm. at, at times, because there were a lot of things yeah. that weren't on the shelf when we would go shopping. Well, and I think we're still seeing issues from the meat processing plants. You know, you can still, yeah. there are certain brands that aren't there. Some of us see that. Right. I'm like, I don't know. I don't, I don't <laughs> know. I haven't, I yeah. haven't been affected by that, says nope. Denise. Yeah. I, and that's what I mean by my diet hasn't really changed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I was always cooking at home because I, my options are very limited of mm-hmm. what I can just get in a fast food situation. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so to me, that didn't really change. I just had a little more time to do it. Yeah. Instead of being rushed right after work to right. get something ready. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I probably snacked a little bit more than normal, but yeah, you know, it wasn't anything huge that. I worried about. I did not exercise, yeah. even though I was like, I've got time to do that now. Mm-hmm. I was like, eh. Right? I mean, that's what was kind of weird. It's like, I was going to start doing yoga again, and then I was like, eh. Yeah. <laughs> I keep thinking about that, too. Have Not doing it, but thinking about it. Right. Yes. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. going to do it, right? I should just set a little spot up in my oh, house cool. and get a little baby gate. So my dogs can't come and bother me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, you don't want to do doggy yoga? Man, <laughs> my little princess will just like run up to the yoga mat and be like, look, look, I can do it too. And then I'm like, this is so adorable. I have to sit here and play with you now. And then no yoga happens. Because <laughs> she goes and she does like the little downward dog. Yeah. And I'm like, that is so cute. Oh, so this is too cute. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, we're done here. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta take pictures of my cute yes. dog. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get her to do it. The second she sees the camera, she's all like, uh, no. Yeah. Because <laughs> when we were doing like reading videos, you know, oh, yeah. I did a couple of Spanish books. Uh-huh. I was like, it'd be so cool to get Princess to like be there with me. And she could become internet famous because she's so cute. <laughs> and yeah. like while I was practicing, she'd get in my lap and be like, what are you reading? And she'd look at me and she'd be like, oh. <laughs> the second I turned on the camera, she was like, I'm out. <laughs> wow. I was like, dang it. <laughs> you have to set that up first and then go sit down. She knows. She, she does. Because she she's like, I'm looking that way. She's like, what are you? What? Oh. <laughs> and out she goes. <laughs> <laughs> like. I love animal personalities. 
Oh, so that's something that, that happened. So mm -hmm. there was a stray kitty that I we found near the library, and I um, adopted that and took it home, and he is so cute. <laughs> he's grown, but he's still tiny, <laughs> and he um, has made all of our other cats playful. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, they were just like old fogey kitties mm. and now all of a sudden everybody wants to play mm, that's <laughs> so it's really cool well we moved during the pandemic um so that was interesting finding out that there weren't a lot of places this was back in may okay there weren't a lot of places to donate things oh yeah um a lot of the like the we did find a place to donate clothing but um, we ended up putting some of our furniture that we weren't moving just out on the front front curb, and most of that got picked up by somebody who mm -hmm. I hope is enjoying it. Yeah. But, mm -hmm. yeah, there were a lot of those places where we would have donated um, extra dishes or, you know, toys, used toys or something like that that yeah. we just didn't find a place to donate them during the pandemic and I'm there's a lot of those places that I'm not sure they're open now right like we're not taking donations right. here at the library so a lot of donated books I know that you don't have a lot of options right now mm -hmm. I, I don't know who would be taking those right now I don't yeah. I, for some reason I was thinking half price books is starting to take some maybe but so. maybe I think maybe they limit how many they take a day yeah. or something mm -hmm. um, they but, probably have a similar quarantine and space oh, available yeah. before they can actually start moving those out into the store yeah mm -hmm. so it would make if they are taking donations it would make sense to have a limit yes the space yeah. is probably very limited mm -hmm. right and I know it's irritating but mm -hmm. i mean it's for your own good you don't know right who's been touching these books well and and we're not taking donations here at the library but once in a while somebody will leave something for us um and one day last week we had somebody leave two boxes of children's books out on the front porch Aww. and when we opened we saw them there and there was a mom and daughter there and um they said, oh, look, donations. And I said, well, really, th those are just going to go straight out to the dumpster because we don't know where they've been. Mm -hmm. We don't know what the situation is. We don't have any place to keep them right now because we're all our storage is just full. She said, oh, can I have them? I said, yes, you can. But remember, mm -hmm. you yeah. don't know where they've been. You don't yeah. know if those people had covid I would suggest quarantining them if, if that's what you're going to do. So she went and put them directly in her trunk. Mm -hmm. So she would leave them there for several days. And then it should be okay. But it's just it's just hard. So talking about that, um, it made me think about like the, the standards that they've come up with. Mm -hmm. uh, because they have been doing some testing on the books and how long germs last and COVID-19 right. specifically. So initially what they said is that they needed to be quarantined for three days. Mm -hmm. um, and then the virus was not found. And that was on the cover and in the pages, right? Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And that, and now they've changed that to seven days. Well, and there's a lot of argument about about whether that's a valid thing. Okay. Um, the the latest testing from Battelle and the um, Institute for Museum and Library Services. That's who's doing this latest thing. Um, the The results of the latest testing were that after seven days, there's no evidence that there is still live virus on stacked books, which, of course, is what we end up with all mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. But, and before, they weren't testing stacked. Uh, they were okay. testing individual, individual books. Okay. And so now they were testing stacked, which, of course, you know, in a library, we don't have room for every book to have its own little spot. Yes. Not touching anything else. Well, and also, when you stick something in the book drop. Right. It's, it's against <laughs> it's, other it's things. A, it's yeah. a big pile <laughs> yes. in a box. So, the, so really, the... That's the results of the latest testing, but the but the question gets to be, are you ever, ever, ever in real life going to have the concentration of the virus that they're working with in those oh. in those experiments? Mm-hmm. And so the state of Oregon, the Oregon State Library has come out with a statement saying that twenty four hours is a reasonable amount of time to quarantine things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then clean, and then put them back on the shelf or allow them to be checked out again. Well, the Texas State Library won't make a statement like that because they said, we don't have the evidence. Now, anecdotally, yes, that makes perfect sense that we are not dealing with that kind of extreme concentration. Mm -hmm. But scientifically, we can't say with proof, it's good after 24 hours. Mm-hmm. So they're not going to release a statement like the state, the Oregon State Library did. Interesting. So the other thing is, I mean, we can clean the outside of the book, but we can't clean the pages. Right. So if now, were- one of the things that does happen is that we have our wonderful Decatur Fire Department oh, come yes. in every week. Mm-hmm and do a disinfectant fogging for us in the building. And that's just really a way to kind of help make sure that as people come in and out, that they're, they're not being exposed to mm-hmm. everything that's been here for however long. Yeah. Um, at least once a week, it's, it's been disinfected. We've got, you know, this antivirus fogging being done. So we're hoping that's helping with the the page situation, but here's a secret: don't tell anybody. The fact is, public libraries are like petri dishes, yeah. especially the children's area. Yeah, because you never know what's been on somebody's hands. COVID aside, mm-hmm. you never know what people are bringing mm-hmm. into the library leaving on surfaces, on books, on whatever they're touching. Yes. Which is the reason that if you come in the library right now, you will not find puzzles, board books, Legos. You will not find newspapers and magazines um, because we don't know where those hands have been. We're asking everybody Mm -hmm. to come in to screen through. We're asking them to use hand sanitizer. 
but still we don't want the next person to come in and be exposed to COVID or whatever else there might be. So we've, we're just mm -hmm. taking those things away. Yeah. So all of our um, comfortable seating is cloth covered, which is very, very difficult to clean. So it's not out there anymore. So if you haven't been in the library since um, the 1st of October, come visit us. It looks different because all that comfortable seating is gone. Those toys and things like that from the children's area are gone just because we want to make sure that everybody who comes in is safe and well and we're not helping spread anything. Yeah. Computers are spaced out. Also, why we're requiring masks. Yes. And that we require you to wear them properly. Yes. Yeah. And why we have those, those really unfriendly plastic covers over the keyboard and the mouse mm -hmm. and the public PCs. We want you to be able to use them, but we also want the next person to be able to use it cleanly. Mm -hmm. So we're cleaning, we're using those covers so that people can come in and they know that what they're sitting down to is clean and sanitized. Yep. It's been an interesting time. There really has. Yeah. But I think it's been good in a lot of ways. I mean, as far as creativity and making us think outside the box of things that we mm -hmm. can do. Mm -hmm. So we've had, this is 2020. We were talking about this earlier. It's our 50th anniversary as the Decatur Public Library. And we had a year full of events <laughs> planned. Mm -hmm. We got through January trivia night and February, our chocolate tea evening, and March, our volunteer appreciation with the Denton Community Jazz Band, and then COVID hit. So we are still enjoying our 50th <laughs> anniversary, but we are just not having all those events that we thought we were going to be able to have. But yeah. we're still here 50 years later. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're serving so the public in yeah. so many ways that no one could have possibly imagined 50 years ago. That's an interesting The things that we're doing <laughs> right now. 50 years ago, never would have crossed anybody's mind. Oh, yeah. We're, we're lending hot spots. Yes, we are. <laughs> and soon, hot I hope, top. soon we will be lending laptops as well. Mm -hmm. Don't come in asking for a laptop right away because it'll be a while. But <laughs> we are working on that. So I yeah. think one of the coolest things that you, Don, have done mm -hmm. is the steam kits. Mm -hmm. oh. I think those are so cool. And I think a lot of people have been enjoying them. I see pictures on Facebook of people using them and having a good time with them. And I think yeah. that's, that's one of the neatest things that we have done. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So we will be doing some more of those. Our, I know this is very dating, this podcast, but our Halloween um, event is coming up. And it's going to be a drive through carnival. And we'll have lots of little craft STEM kits and... It's going to be fun. I think you'll be very excited about the things that are involved. And it's mm -hmm. a couple of these things are definitely parent involvement. Mm -hmm. So it'll definitely bring families mm -hmm. together to do those things. Yeah. So I'm excited about it. All right. So this is what's been happening at Decatur Public Library since COVID hit. 
in March. <laughs> so, and we will have new episodes coming of the Long Overdue podcast. So, thanks for listening. Keep listening. Keep checking back. <laughs> this has been the Long Overdue podcast mm-hmm. from Decatur Public Library in Decatur, Texas. Thanks for listening.